High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. All right, uh, welcome back to High Noon. As um, we move into an area I'm always interested in because it's numbers that talk. And my next guest, Deirdre Cullen, who's a senior statistician at the CSO, invariably does bring extraordinary information to bear. I mean, only Deirdre could make waste uh, seem interesting, which she did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Deirdre, welcome to the programme. Thanks, George. You're going to talk about uh, tourism and travel. I suppose it's that time of the year, George, where we're all snowed under with the whole Christmas thing. But as soon as it's over, we'll start thinking about our foreign holidays. So I thought yeah, it well might that's be... very cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. Now, interesting you say we all start thinking about our foreign holidays. You're going to look at tourists coming in or are you only looking at tourists going out? I'm going to do both. All right, okay, off you go. Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, um, we publish a whole range of statistics on tourism and travel, um, such as uh, the number of trips to Ireland, the number of nights, the reasons people come to Ireland, how much they spend. And it gets a lot of coverage in the media because tourism is a hugely important industry to Ireland. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners would wonder where we get that information. And so quite a few people will have been approached by um, somebody working for the CSO in Dublin Airport or one of the airports and asked to fill out a card. So it's a passenger card inquiry and they approach you and they ask you to fill out this card. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of us have been selected for that. So based on that, we... we get that card completed by about 160,000 people every year and based on the results of that then we can produce figures. Alright, you extrapolate based on the cards. Yes, it's a survey. Yeah, yeah. passenger card inquiry now, survey. Now, mm. the first thing before like, because one of the things the pollsters they believe got Trump and things and Brexit and all these things wrong was because when people were asked by the pollsters they didn't give, you know, they didn't say I'm voting for Trump or I'm voting for Brexit. Do you find some matter of interest that people who are, anytime I'm at the airport, I'm always kind of busy like. Do you, do you, are you comfortable that when they say we spent 50 quid a day? that they really did like. Them. I that, think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, the results yeah. are remarkably consistent from quarter to quarter and, you know, they're, they're, they're benchmarked against other indicators. So we right. we wouldn't publish it if we didn't think it, I it know, was a no, good I know, no, I know that, but I mean, it's just interesting that um, because you're depending on me now, when I've done it, I mean, if I'm you're Mr. Average, like if by and large you think when people agree to do something they tend to be serious about it do you know what I mean that's the point and if you don't yeah. want to do it you tend to just say no and the yeah. the enumerator will go on to somebody else yeah. you know so now what are we coming in and going out to start so I can tell you that in 2015 we had 8.6 million trips to Ireland um, by uh, foreigners and um, it's and that was up 14% on the year before but in 2016 it's going to be up another 12% and we're approaching uh, 10 million trips this year. Now these foreigners that you describe they could presumably be like my daughter for instance who lives in London or not. Do you differentiate between the Irish coming home and... No, we produce the results. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a good point. And you see, this is the thing with statistics. You always have to understand what you're looking at. (laughs) And this is something you get. So the way we're presenting the results is country of residence, not country of nationality. So the country of residence here, Great Britain, they're by far our most important group of people who come to Ireland. So of the 8.6 million trips, three and a half million are conducted by people who who live in Great Britain. And of course, your daughter will be included in that because she lives in Great Britain. After that, our next most 
most important group are the Americans and the Canadians. And uh, they're also our highest spenders. They spend um, almost 800 euro um, per head on a, on a trip to Ireland. And I can tell you then among the European countries, the Germans are the our largest group. So over 600,000 uh, uh, trips to Germans. Ireland by Germans. But the Germans love Ireland, George. <laughs> it's, you see, it's so polar opposite to Germany. Why wouldn't they yeah, love it? You know, yeah. it's peaceful. It's quiet. And sure, once you go west to the Shannon, like there's nowhere nicer in the world, <laughs> is there? Yeah, uh, all these Germans, yeah. Mm. Uh, now, the, the, the interesting thing, though, is that... The Americans spend a lot of money, you say $800, mm. but they're likely to be here for a longer period. So it mightn't be dramatically high on a daily basis, say, for argument's sake. Would that be so? Like the Brits might come over for a long weekend or something. That's right. So the Brits could have shorter trips. So I have the average The average yeah. nights uh, among the people from Great Brit- Britain is 4.3. And I know you love it when I put decimal points in my figures, yeah. 4.3 <laughs> nights. Nights. Okay. Whereas the Australians and New Zealanders would be 12.3. But that makes sense because they've come such a long way. They're sure. going to stay a bit longer. Um uh, the Americans and the Canadians, I have 7.7 here. So that's obviously they're coming here for a week. Maybe they're doing a trip of Europe and they're coming yeah. for the week. So the British are staying the shortest shortest amount of time and they're also spending the least. But that's possibly because then when we look at accommodation type, we have um, a huge number of our visitors stay with friends and family and you can be sure people coming from Great Britain would fall into that category yeah. most so you know they're, they're coming home to visit yeah. their own now, family. One of the things that always was a, a kind of a joke in my time of the Americans arrived and there's actually a book published uh, What City Am I In Today or something I think it was called or it's, something it's like Tuesday it must be Killarney <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> something you. like that yeah yeah, yeah. so the bus trip is the bus trip as popular today as it might have been 40 or 50 years ago I don't have that in front of right. me maybe Board Fault you might be able to cover that I can tell you where our, our tourists stay when they come so we yeah. have 61 million bed nights by tourists and that's, that's a lot of hotels that's a lot of hotels and guest houses and, and B&Bs uh, friends and relatives, about 15 million with friends and relatives. Rented houses, um, just under 10 million. Guest houses and B&Bs, almost 7 million. And hotels, 17 million. And then, of course, that waxes and wanes over the year. So in Q1, um, uh, 10 million. And then by Q3, which is the most important quarter, 20, 22 million bed nights. As by July, trips August, to Ireland. September, yeah. I did a quick calculation. Yeah. Right. So, so that's 250,000 foreigners, if you like, in Ireland per night during those three uh, yeah, those three and, and the interesting thing about this, at the beginning you said, you're looking at 2015 up 15, 14 or 15 percent on the previous year yeah. and now you're uh, projecting up 12 yeah. percent in 2016 16, it's going now, to for the economy this is dramatic. It's dramatic stuff. So the people who are coming here for and for various reasons, not just for holidays. So sure. some of it is work, some of it is study. Um, shopping is one reason to visit friends. But they're spending um, uh, four point. Well, they did spend, I should say, four point two billion in two thousand and fifteen. So you add another ten percent onto that, it's going to be four okay. and a half billion this year. So it's hugely important to the economy. More important than potatoes. More important than our pigs or sheep. <laughs> no, but listen to me. Deirdre Cullen is Chief Statistician at CSO. All this information available on CSO.ie. But here's one for you, Deirdre. <coughs> Can we start com- going out now? Sure. Right? Now, 
Where do you, want, a, where do you want to go? Well, well, there was a fella called Joe Walsh, right? And he was the first person. He made a business, Joe Walsh does, to take people to Spain. And we only went to Spain. Like, we didn't go anywhere else. But we did go to Lourdes, you see. So Aer Lingus only flew to Lourdes and, like, Barcelona, you know. Uh, so we've obviously... Like we've gone beyond Spain now, haven't we? I think we all know that, you know, <laughs> our our, our um, appetite and our capacity and our capability of going abroad now is, is utterly changed, George, from, from the Joe Walsh tourist days. Like, even if you look back 15 years and the, the queues outside budget travel, do you remember that yeah. on Baggett Street to catch the, the discount holidays immediately after Christmas for £199, I think it was, for two weeks in Greece? Those days are gone too because the internet has changed everything. Well, it, now, are you, you see... Like, for, as an Irish person, you and I as patriots, we want people coming in, not leaving, obviously. And the staycation as well. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, do, you, do you try and find out where they're going? Do well, you? I, I have figures here that tell me um, just under uh, 7 million trips by Irish people in 2015. So going somewhere. Yes, yes, okay. yes, going somewhere, yes. Yeah. So that would be outside, you know, leaving the country. Um, the, the most popular reason, of course, is for holiday, 4.2 million. And then to visit friends and relatives, 1.6 million trips. And then I can have a look um, at how much we spend when we leave Ireland. So we're getting 4.2 billion from foreigners coming here on holidays, but we're spending 5.8. So we're spending a lot of money. We're in negative equity we're in, in negative tourism. Equity. Are you serious? Well, we spend um, on average 850 euro when, when we go abroad. But then people come in here, though, spend 850 euro when they come here. So 800, yeah. Yeah, no, but it was a figure you kind of quoted. 800 euro would kind of be most people idea what to spend on holiday. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Well, if you got a holiday for 800 yeah. euro all in, you know, that would be yeah. your spend now. I think these figures don't include uh, flights now. I, I'd have to double you're check not, that. You're not then uh, saying to them, are you going to Spain or are you going to France? Are you, are you, are you asking Those figures are on our website. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay. don't, I don't have them. Well, hold me now. All right, CSO Dali. Uh, I can tell you that I'll spend um, Christmas on the CSO Dali website. Yeah, it won't be bored for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so what I can tell you, I can tell you that the vast majority of trips are through Dublin Airport, so that won't surprise anyone. But three quarters of the trips coming in are through Dublin Airport, and three quarters of the trips going out are through Dublin Airport. Other airports coming in, twelve percent of trips are coming in through other airports, and then ten percent through ports. So there's more of our trips coming in through the ports than Irish people leaving through the ports, which is only 6%. So I suppose the driving holiday is oh, becoming yeah. more and more popular yes. in Ireland. And I suppose with the whole development of that wonderful board fault initiative called the Wild Atlantic Way, I don't know if you've had a chance, George, to sample it, but I suppose that I think has Anything been hugely... Anything that has wild in front of it, I'd kind of give it a miss. Ah, you're disappointed. And it's all about <laughs> cyclists. I mean, it means a ton of cyclists. No, the Wild Atlantic Way is it's a two and a half thousand kilometer drive yes, from yeah, Donegal right, to yeah, Kerry. Yeah, and I right. suppose it's been hugely popular. But anyway, the point being, there's a significant number of our, our visitors. Um, 900,000 are coming in through the ports, which is interesting. Yeah, but again, like if you start, if you got the CSO figures for like 1959, say, it'd be quite interesting. They'd all be coming through the ports. Like 90% of people would be coming through the ports. Dublin Airport would be a small little place That's right. called Collinstown. Beautiful Art Deco building there <laughs> yeah, out in yeah. North County Dublin. <laughs> yeah, called Collinstown. That's you right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, 
that variation, I'm staggered though that we spend more going abroad than yeah. we do. But you can see why in times of stress, governments of all countries mm. kind of make an appeal to people's patriotism to stay at home, don't they? Because they realise how much money is spent on foreign holidays. On foreign holidays. And, you know, somebody coined that phrase a couple of years ago, staycation and encouraging yeah. people to holiday at home. And, you know, as airports, you know, and that whole foreign travel gets more and more stressful, it does become more and more attractive, doesn't it? I mean, I personally love holidaying in Ireland and to me, the west of Ireland is one of the best places well, to be. So, I, I, Yeah, I, I just hate sort of uh, born again west of Ireland people like you who think Ireland is only west of the Shannon and you kind of ignore half the country That's not true I spent 18 years holidaying in Wexford as well so (laughs) (laughs) hold on a minute now No but here's the point I won't be tarred with that brush Alright No but here's a very important thing though that um, people going abroad I don't know whether it's still the case, but in my case, my generation, the only reason to go abroad was to come back burned to a crisp. Like, you know, it had nothing to do with anything else. Burned to a crisp was basically all you did. Yeah, yeah. Irish people now are probably less interested in that because of better information on cancer and all this sort of thing. But the interesting thing is that global warming could be a great bonus to your beloved west of the Shannon where it rains all the time. It could be sunny with vineyards and everything west of the Shannon. Who knows what the future holds, George? I wouldn't like to speculate. It could go the other way too, couldn't it? If the Gulf Stream be. switches itself off and we, we end up with, with this climate of Greenland or something like that. So who knows? But like certainly, you know, the two week, two week package holiday is still popular. Like, like Ireland, when the sun shines, is fabulous, but it's very unpredictable. Yeah. And well, so well, if, if you, you need yeah. your sun and your vitamin D, you are going to go well, abroad. are you seeing people, like, do you see how many people are, uh, because you mentioned internet again now, right? I, do you know how many people are still going on the conventional two-week package holiday paid, you know, in the old way of 800 quid or whatever it was? And then people, like, people are, are much more... Uh, kind of independent-minded, they? are, they? and they're, they're mixing it up. And I think even when people go to Spain or, or the Canary Islands now, they book the flight and they book the accommodation themselves independently. But the answer is, I don't have those specific figures in front of me. Well, but I think, you, yeah. I think with all our, our yeah. and I've been on before talking about emigration in the past, and yeah. hundreds of thousands of Irish people have emigrated, and that then, of course, is a pull factor for people to go abroad yeah. and go to America and Australia yeah. and New Zealand but and to visit families. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I'm sure the CSO were around, but I wasn't consulting them. And they certainly went on the internet in the 1950s. But a huge, I, I think it'd be really interesting if you analysed inward travel like 50 years ago, it would have been all Irish people. Do you know, like there were either Americans who were half Irish or there was huge numbers of Irish people in Britain who were coming home. That's right, yeah. And and of course, the Americans have always come back to the old sod. And, and yeah. so, yeah, so it's it's changed utterly. You've only to, none of us can kind of walk through the centre of Dublin now, only it's all foreign accents and it's all yeah. huge numbers of tourism. But I think the tourism product in Ireland is great now. And I, I think it's, it's really come on. You know, the whole restaurants, cafe culture, we have an awful lot to give. I mean, we put ice now in water in Ireland. Did you notice? <laughs> this is a new development. <laughs> 
but that's true. Well, uh, the Americans used to arrive and they used to go bananas because there'd be no ice in the water. <laughs> like it was gas. <laughs> like we've learned, though, this is very important, I think. I think what we have learned is that this is a product and we've made it into a product. That's what we've learned. That's right. And we, we used to do that. So, you know, before you'd holiday in Ireland and you'd go somewhere and... There were, you had your mountains and your sea and your lakes, but you had no product, you know, whereas yeah. you go to a country like Switzerland or Australia amazed me when I first went there. They package everything. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll take $20 off you to put you in a, in a Jeep to drive you down a road and call it an, an adventure or a, an experience yeah. or something. So for sure, we're getting better at packaging it. But of course, we never want to overpackage it either. And aren't we winning awards? Didn't we win awards with Condé Nast Traveller there last week? Best hotel in the world in Ballyfin and um, Donegal is the best place in the world to go to (laughs) (laughs) I was at a Jackson Brown concert years ago and he said Jackson Brown congratulations for being nominated the best place in the world to live he said what's that like and for those of you who don't like it, now you're thinking there's nowhere else better than this. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose it can be a bit like that. when yeah, you're You were a great concert goer before you became a statistician. Oh, I still am. <laughs> I still am. Now, if just is there one figure there that just jumps out that we don't know about? No. Not surprised there at all. It's I've all gi- good old traditional I've, 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 stuff. I've given it all to you. I've given You've it all given to it you. Job. I've given it to Full you. Full shot, have you? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, we need to be nice to our British visitors because they're by far our most important group. But we're nice to everybody. All right. Well, earlier on today, I had the top 10 best-selling books in Dubray. In number 11 spot was CSO.ie, which is a must for reading on Christmas morning. Uh, all compiled by Deirdre Cullen, Chief Statistician at the CSO.